You're listening to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast, episode 51. It's time to look at weight loss in a whole new way. Instead of focusing on calories in, calories out, you'll learn how to use your brain to transform your body and heal your relationship with food. If you're ready to lose your weight for the last time, you're in the right place. Because it's more than what you eat. It's who you are when you're eating. This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. Welcome back to the podcast this week. You know, do you ever have one of those instances where somebody says something that just stops you dead in your tracks and makes you go, whoa? Well, that happened to me the other day. I heard someone say, you are what you repeatedly do. And I mean, my God, how true is that? And it's like when I look at my weight, it's like I am at the weight that I am because of the habits that I've had for the past 20 plus years that have gotten me here. And I feel like the corollary to this is also true that if we want to change anything about ourselves, whether that's our body or our health or relationships or career or money or any of the things, if we want to change that, we have to change how we are showing up day after day after day. And really that comes down to changing our habits. And I mean, habits is something that we talk about all of the time in the health and weight loss world, right? We talk about the healthy habits that we do every day, the unhealthy habits that we want to stop doing. And yet we very rarely talk about how to effectively work with habits. And it often feels like just this very nebulous and oftentimes very hard thing that we have to do. And, you know, when I sat down and thought about it, it doesn't actually have to be hard. We just have to know how to do it smartly. And so I thought we would do a series on the podcast this month on habits. And so I've got four episodes coming up for you. The first one today will be on willpower, because that's the first thing that always comes up when we talk about changing habits is people saying, I don't have enough willpower, or it takes too much willpower to make change, or just all of these excuses related to willpower. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about exactly what willpower is, how we can use it to create new habits. And I'll give you some exercises that you can actually use to build more willpower for yourself. And then next week in the second episode of this series, we'll talk about how to go about creating new habits for yourself. And I'm going to break it down into very simple steps that if you do day after day, so you're repeatedly doing it, um, we're going to create these new habits that are just going to start to happen automatically for you. And then in the following episode, the third episode of the series, we'll talk about something that is admittedly more difficult than creating habits, and that's eliminating habits that we have currently that just aren't serving us. So this is really all about identifying what our kryptonite is and using the science behind habits to eliminate that kryptonite 
from our lives. And then in the fourth episode, we're going to talk about how to believe in yourself. Because if you're already starting saying I can't or it's too hard or it's never going to work, then of course you're not going to be successful. And so what we want to do is make sure that when you are starting to do habit work, that you truly believe that you can get the job done. So that'll be in the fourth episode of this series. Um, So for today, let's get started talking about willpower. First of all, what is willpower? Well, willpower is really the ability to control what you do and to do what you need to do when you need to do it, whether you feel like it or not. And that last bit of this is key, whether you feel like it or not, because I feel like, you know, if you're really wanting to do something and you're excited about it, then it's totally easy to do it. But if you're tired, stressed out, grumpy and miserable and you don't want to do it, then it becomes really hard. And that's where the willpower piece of it comes in. And willpower is actually fairly important. Now, in Ways of Health, we often talk about your why power and relying on that rather rather than willpower. And I'm going to get to that in just a moment. But for now, I want to give you this statistic. And that is that when you look at academia, so like people in university or even high school studying for exams, willpower outpredicts IQ by a factor of two. And this has been shown time and again. And I find this absolutely fascinating because no matter how smart you are, if you just put in the time to do the studying, you're going to do well. All right. So the other good news about this is that willpower can actually be learned. It is a skill. It is not something that is innate to you like IQ is. It is something that you can actually grow inside of yourself. And so this is excellent news. And, you know, they haven't really studied willpower outside of academia, but one can assume that if willpower outpredicts IQ, it's probably going to outpredict other things in terms of success as well. So I think spending some time learning about what willpower is and how to cultivate cultivate it in your life is a worthwhile endeavor. Now, here is the key with with willpower. We need to learn how to use it wisely. Okay, so if you think about habits in general, habits are really just things that run on autopilot in our life, right? And so you can use your willpower to install healthy habits that will also run on autopilot or to delete some of the habits that you have running on autopilot already that aren't serving you. And this will allow you to be the best version of showing uh, the best version of you showing up in your life automatically without thinking about it. And and so, in fact, um, Roy Baumeister, he wrote a book called Willpower. And in there, he states that people who excel at using willpower actually use it very little. And he describes it as playing offense rather than playing defense, meaning that you're, they're using their willpower wisely to create good habits that run on, on autopilot rather than always just trying to backtrack and use their willpower defensively. And we're going to talk about that piece of it a little more later on. And I think I've spoken about the marshmallow studies previously on the podcast. And, you know, willpower really comes down to delayed gratification. So if you look at this marshmallow studies, I think it was done back in the 1970s, anyways, decades ago. And they took a group of children and they offered them a marshmallow. And they, they told the children that you can have one marshmallow now 
or you can have two marshmallows in 20 minutes. And so they actually followed these kids up for decades and they saw that the kids who were able to delay that gratification and wait 20 minutes for two marshmallows did better in almost every aspect of life. They had better health and better weight. They did better in school. They had more money. They had better jobs. All of the thing. And what came down to kids choosing one marshmallow now versus two marshmallows in 20 minutes? Well, it was willpower, of course. And so if you think about you know, what that willpower is and, you know, that idea of showing up for yourself and doing the thing that you need to do when you need to do it, even if you don't feel like it, you know, they've actually studied who has willpower and what do those people look like versus who doesn't have willpower and what those people look like. And so they threw a bunch of people into a functional MRI machine and they had them think of themselves. So when you think of yourself and you go through this MRI machine, one specific part of your brain lights lights up. And then when you think of a stranger, another part of your brain lights up. And then when you think about yourself in the future, for some people, the self part lights up. And then for other people, the stranger part um, lights up. And here's the, the kicker here. Which part of their brain showed um, um, lit up on the MRI correlated to the level of their willpower to essentially their ability to delay gratification and to do the right thing right now rather than following your impulses every single moment. And because when you do this, you have a stronger relationship with your future self. So that just describes what willpower is, right? It's taking, you know, the decisions in the moment and deciding what do I want right now versus what do I want in the long term? Because if you think about the times where you feel like you have to use willpower, that's exactly what's going on, right? Like if, if you want to use food for an exa- for example, like, you know, let's say that you're really craving Ben and Jerry's ice cream and you know you have some in the freezer and you really, really want it. And there's that part of your brain saying, well, no, because I didn't plan for ice cream today. It's going to give me a gut ache and then I probably won't sleep well tonight. You're, when you're doing that, you're thinking about your future you. You're thinking about how eating or not eating the ice cream is going to affect you down the line. And so if you're able to do that future thinking, then you're re- well acquainted with your future self. And so that's why in the MRI machine, the self part of the brain will light up. Versus if you're not thinking about how the ice cream is going to affect you in the long run and you're only thinking about the gratification you're going to get right now, if you indulge in it right now, then you have no relationship with your future self. And so when you think of you in the future, it's it's the stranger part of your brain that is going to light up. And so this really just shows you how powerful willpower actually is. And it's also indicative of the fact that we can actually use our relationship with ourself to cultivate more willpower. And so what that really means is getting in the habit of seeing how what you choose to do right now affects your future self. And I'm going to give you an exercise towards the end of this episode that's going to help you do exactly that. Um, But for now, I want to go back to this concept of offensive willpower versus defensive willpower. 
And, you know, when you think of defensive willpower, I think this is how most of us are using willpower on a daily basis. And this is really just using your willpower for emergencies, for like resisting temptations. So in that Ben and Jerry's ice cream example, like trying to trying to resist having it when you really want it, that is defensive willpower. Okay. And that is what is so hard to do. And, you know, especially when you're at the end of the day and you're tired and you made a million decisions at work and you just don't have the energy to make one more and your willpower is gone. Right. And and that is the problem with defensive willpower is that you have to be in exactly the right frame of mind or it's just not going to be there for you. And so the smarter way to use willpower is to use it offensively. Um, So like if if you imagine, you know, sports, you're thinking ahead and you're, you know, you're trying to score the goal or whatever it is. That's what we mean by offensive willpower. And this really comes down to building systems in your life that are going to allow these new habits that you want for yourself to come to fruition. And it also relates to this concept of making decisions ahead of time that we talk all about on the podcast. Tim Rath, he wrote this book called Eat, Move, Sleep, and he actually calls offensive willpower buying your willpower at the store. And I really love this analogy. So like, let's just say, for example, you want to stop eating junk food. Then it actually starts with not buying junk food when you go grocery shopping so that you aren't tempted by having bags of chips or whatever it is in the pantry later. So you're buying your willpower at the store by not buying the chips. So this means that um, when you're when you're using willpower offensively, you're deciding not to buy um, the chips at the store so that later on, you don't have to resist the temptation to eat chips. You don't have to use your willpower defensively. Does that make sense? So, you know, this really comes down again to making these decisions ahead of time. And it's really all about locking your future self into a certain course of action. So you don't have to keep making decisions like, am I going to eat the chips over and over and over again? Right. So, you know, back to that junk food example, this means that you make the decision once no more junk food so that you don't have to constantly debate yourself about it. You've just decided you're not going to buy junk food when you go grocery shopping. And does this mean you can't ever have those chips? No, of course not. It means that when you don't want the chips, you don't have to be you don't have to worry because they're not going to be in your house to be tempted. And if you plan to have chips, you know, barbecue Saturday night, whatever it is, then you can go get some specifically for that purpose. But if you make that decision ahead of time, I'm not buying chips when I do my weekly grocery shopping, then the decision is made. You've used your willpower offensively. You've bought your willpower at the store so that you don't have to worry about saying no to chips down the line. And, you know, related to this is this concept of, again, um, being 100% committed rather than being 97 or 99% committed. We talked about that um, in the podcast a few episodes back. And, you know, when you make these decisions ahead of time, they're non-negotiable, case closed, that's it, right? Because if you're only 99% committed, that 1% allows that whiny little voice of yours to come in and say, well, yeah, but you know, I had a really hard day. So let's just buy the chips. Nope, nope, nope. You decide a hundred percent, no more buying chips when we go grocery shopping. Case closed. All right. Now, again, when it comes to willpower, 
We've traditionally always said that it is like a finite resource, that it's like a muscle that fatigues with overuse or a battery that runs out of juice the more that you use it. And more recent research in the literature has showed that maybe willpower is actually infinite instead. And I think the reality is both of those things are true. So, you know, if, if you think about that example of the Ben and Jerry's again, if you have it there in the freezer and you're fighting with yourself about whether or not you want to eat it, I mean, you can only do that so much before you, your brain just gets exhausted and you cave in and eat the ice cream, right? In that sense, willpower is exactly like a muscle that fatigues with overuse. And this is why we really have to um, be intentional and choose how we want to use our willpower so that we're using it um, smartly in a way that's going to help us achieve our goals. And it's also why when we talk about making change in general, that we just want to focus on making one small change at a time because your brain will get tired making a bazillion decisions every day. And so, you know, if you want to change all of the things, so if you decide you're going to cut out junk food, increase your veggie intake, you know, drink eight glasses of water um, every day, get a full eight hours of sleep, meditate for 30 minutes as all part of your healthy living plan. And you to try to do all of that all at once, like your willpower is not really going to make it much past breakfast before it craps out. Right. And so to be successful and use our willpower wisely, that really requires us to make just one small change at a time. And, you know, the, the best way to do that is to use that prefrontal cortex of yours to just make that decision once ahead of time so you don't have to make it a thousand times over. And this is really the strategy behind habit creation that we'll talk about more um, of in the next episode. But, you know, if you want to look at the infinite side of willpower, well, there's newer research out there that shows this connection between motivation and willpower and also between mindset and willpower. And so what we mean by that is if you actually believe that doing hard things depletes your energy and makes you feel like crap, then it does. But if you believe that doing the hard things energizes you, well, then guess what? It does. And so if you can truly believe that you can do the hard thing, that you can create these new habits or delete the old ones, then you are more capable of doing it than you even believe right now. Right. So um, this is why the fourth episode of this series is going to be on believing in yourself, because if you can get your mindset in the right frame of mind before you get started on all of this habit work, then you're infinitely more likely to be successful. And like the classic example of this is Navy SEAL training. So whenever you read books on habits or willpower or motivation, Hell Week always comes up. And it is arguably the most difficult training week ever. Um, you know, when you look at military sports, whatever, Hell Week is by far the most difficult. And it is definitely willpower that gets people through. And, you know, they've actually studied, you know, people who get through and it and this is exactly what it comes down to is people who one, believe that they can do it and two, are 100% committed. So not 99% committed with that 1% space for that whiny voice to come in, but 100% committed. Those are the people who are successful. And so, you know, 
I think losing weight, changing your health, working on making your life better for yourself can sometimes feel like hell week. And so there are actually things that you can do to cultivate more willpower in your life, knowing all that we now know about willpower. So I'm going to share with you five quick things that you can do to improve your willpower, to cultivate more of it, to grow it stronger, and then hopefully when you get to the habit work next week, um, you'll have this lovely reserve of willpower to draw upon. All right. So the first exercise that I have for you is, is something that's really going to help you with the mindset piece of it. And it's really going to help you connect to the reasons why you want to install that habit. So what I'd like you to do is just take out a piece of paper and at the top, write down the ideal version of you in terms of what you want to accomplish from your habit in a sentence or two. So if we go back to that junk food example, um, you know, for example, write down, I am a person who doesn't eat junk food as an example, and then draw a box around it and really feel into it. You know, just try to imagine how it would feel to be a person who doesn't eat junk food. And then once you're really feeling into that, draw a line down the center of the paper. And on the left side, write out all of the positive things that will happen if you actually start living that version of yourself now. And then on the left, write down all of the negative things of not doing that. So, you know, some of the things that that might happen if you do start being a person who doesn't eat junk food is you might have more energy. You might have less bloating. You might have fewer sugar crashes. You might lose weight. You might find that your tastes change and you enjoy healthy food better, right? All sorts of things. And then if you look at um, some of the negative things of not being that person, well, it's like continuing to feel sluggish and to have those sugar crashes and to not lose weight or maybe even gain some or, you know, poor dental health and bad breath or, you know, constipation, you know, whatever you think it might be for you. And this can be a really powerful way of changing your mindset so that you, you know, your, your motivation to make the change is higher. And we know that when you have higher motivation, the willpower to do it is higher as well. So really connecting to those deeper reasons um, can be very helpful for cultivating more willpower. Now, the second exercise I have for you is, um, you know, consider again that willpower is like a muscle. So, yes, of course, it fatigues the more that you use it, but you can also use it to build it stronger. And you can do that by doing tiny things that are not related to your big goal. It's just like tiny little things that aren't stressful or high stakes for you um, because willpower grows the more you do the thing that you want to do. So, you know, if your goal is to lose weight, for example, then for this exercise, what I'd like you to do is pick something totally not related to weight loss or health in any way. Just something that isn't going to stress you out or, you know, have, um, you know, high stakes associated with it. So, you know, when I first first started doing this, um, it would be my car keys. So I am like notorious for losing them all of the time. And so one thing I did to start building my willpower muscle was to get in the habit of putting my car keys um, on the little ring just inside our garage door every time um, I came home so that I could find them when I needed them. And 
like this was a total easy thing took me two seconds and every time I did it I celebrated it and it just kind of reinforced um that that willpower power muscle because I was just essentially gathering proof that I can actually do these things and the beauty of it being just something silly like car keys is that if I didn't do it one day it was really no big deal. I didn't beat myself up. It wasn't an emotional situation. So like, just like think of this as doing like reps at the gym, right? You're doing those bicep curls to make your biceps stronger. I was just putting the keys on the ring to make my willpower muscle stronger. So, you know, other examples could be um, like swearing less or I don't know, folding laundry in a certain way or, you know, just, you know, some little thing. Um, the third exercise that I have for you is to follow the rule of tens. And this is an exercise that is really going to help you connect to your future self. And as we know from those functional MRI studies, the better you're able to do that, the more willpower you will have. And so what I'd like you to do, and of course you don't have to do this all of the time, but pick just one thing every day and ask yourself, how will this decision affect me in 10 years? What about 10 minutes, right? Like, like an, an, an example is like yelling at someone, right? Like when I'm frustrated, I sometimes yell at my husband. So before yelling at him, I could ask, like, how is this going to affect me in 10 minutes? Well, 10 minutes from now, if I yell, we're probably going to be um, angry at each other. There's going to be tension. It's probably going to linger for a few hours and we're both going to be miserable, Right. And then also ask yourself, how is this going to affect me in 10 hours? Right. And like sleep is a great example. So, you know, if you're contemplating going to bed now or, you know, staying up to finish a movie, like just ask yourself, how is that hour or two less of sleep going to affect me tomorrow? And then what about 10 days from now? How will this decision affect me 10 days from now? And like, you know, a good example here is <laughs> procrastinating on a project, right? And it's like when I was a student, I was famous for, you know, not writing my papers until the day before they were due. And I would just, you know, procrastinate and then cram all night to get it done the night before. And so, you know, I can ask myself, you know, what if I just wrote my test or wrote my paper right now? How would that affect me 10 days from now? And I can think, well, you know what? I'm going to feel so much less stress, lots of relief. I'm going to have lots of free time to do other things that I love, right? So it's just considering how will this decision affect me 10 days from now? And then what about 10 months, right? And like when I you know, I did this this morning. Actually, I asked myself this very question. I had um, scheduled a workout at 915 this morning and it was about nine o'clock and I it was time to head out the door and I had the urge to just, you know, stay home instead. And I asked myself, how will this affect me in 10 months if I don't go to the gym today? And, you know, what I had said to myself was, well, you know what, if I don't go today, then there's a better chance I won't go tomorrow and I'll be nowhere near my fitness goals 10 months down the line if I don't go. If I do go, then I'm just going to be that much stronger. And 10 months from now, I'm probably am going to be down at my um, at, at my fitness goals. So, you know, just asking those 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 questions, the rule of tens, how will this decision affect me in 10 years, 10 minutes, 10 hours? 10 days, 10 months. And, you know, just practice this once a day so that you can get in the habit of connecting with that future ver version of you.
All right. And then the fourth tool that I have for you is simply breathing. So oftentimes when we're caught up in the moment of, of like that struggle of I want the Ben and Jerry's and I don't want the Ben and Jerry's, it can feel rather stressful. And so what breathing does is it really just activates your parasympathetic nervous system. And this takes you out of that fight or flight response that you're often in when you're having those negotiations with yourself. And it puts you into pause and plan instead. And really what the breathing does is it just creates some space between your thoughts and your feelings and your current actions. So that pause really just gives you a moment to decide, is this something that I really want to do for myself right now or not? So breathing is an easy thing that you can carry with you and do it whenever you find yourself in a position where you're needing to use your willpower. And then the final thing that I want to leave you with today is that what we do know is higher stress is definitely correlated with lower willpower. And so the best way to actually deplete your willpower is to get stressed out, right? And I think we can all probably relate to this, but when your stress levels are high, it is really impossible to make good decisions for yourself. Like it just, it just feels hard. And so if you're working on creating new habits and needing to rely on some willpower, then a part of that needs to be um, stress management in your life as well. And so what you want to do is just engage in some activities that's going to release some serotonin and GABA and oxytocin and all of these other feel good chemicals. And, you know, that would include things like meditating, doing yoga, going for a walk, petting your dog, spending time with a loved one, listening to music, whatever feels right for you. If you're finding that you're not having a lot of willpower, just see if you can make some space in your life for some things that are just going to, you know, settle you down a little bit. Um, what you want to definitely avoid, especially if you're doing habit work, is to um, avoid things that are going to give you a dopamine hit. So like anything like social media, TV, drinking, eating, video games, right? All of those things that really just feel good for you in the moment, um, those things are actually going to drain a little bit of your willpower. So you really want to focus on um, the other, you know, sort of gentle things like listening to music or or meditating, you know, things that are just going to calm that nervous system of yours down. And, you know, that's that's not just great advice for cultivating willpower. It's great advice for having um, a nice life and good health as well. So definitely recommend that one. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Um, hope you enjoyed this first installment of the Habit series. Next week, we're going to talk about how you can use your willpower to build systems to create habits for yourself in your life. And I've got a very simple map for you to follow to get this done. So tune in then and we will make sure that we get all of your healthy habits up and running by the end of that episode. And of course, this is something that we very much teach inside Ways of Health. And if you're interested in learning more about that, there is a free masterclass up. If you go to waysofhealth.com forward slash masterclass, you can register to watch that webinar. And I would love to hear your feedback on it. So reach out to me by email or social media, and I would love to engage in that conversation. All right. I'll see you next week.